by now, I'm uh, assuming that you've filed your 2017 tax returns, uh, all except for me. I had to do an extension. I haven't done it yet, but my CPA's got my stuff. But the key question is, how will the new 2018 tax bill affect your taxes going forward? Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to another edition of the Wealth Guardian Show. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and I really appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Today, we're going to be dissecting the new tax regulations and how they might impact you. But uh, first, we got uh, JB with us, and also uh, my new associate advisor, Bryce Payne, is in studio with us today, and uh, we're talking your taxes. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. Good morning, Doug. Well, great, great, great. I'm glad everybody's having a, a good morning. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I've had a couple weeks that just can't be beat. First off, I got my first lifetime eagle in golf. Really? Really. Awesome. And, and it was a par four. There you go. It was a 330-yard drive. Now, i got to be fair about this and admit the truth. It was downhill, downwind, and hard fairway. <laughs> <laughs> but my chip up was perfect. I mean, it hit – I did the uh, bump and run yeah. tactic. Yeah. It, it hit the uh, – uh, the hill before the green popped up and trickled right down to the hole and fell in. Awesome. I couldn't believe it. That's a good feeling. It's a, and that day, another first, lifetime first, I played all 18 holes with the same golf ball. Really? Yeah. That Now that's that's a feat right there. Yeah. That one. Now, she almost got away a couple times, <laughs> but, but I, I, I found it. <laughs> well, good for you. But to top all that, yep. on Tuesday, I, we welcomed in our granddaughter. Oh. Anna Claire Ray. Congratulations. Well, congratulations to you. Now, the, 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 the neat thing about that is she is only the fifth Ray girl baby in the past 120 years. Wow. Yeah, we just produce boys. I don't know what to tell you Well, she that, won't but. be spoiled, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, she's going to be very, very spoiled. <laughs> All righty. Before we get started with the show, let's, uh, let's salute our men and women in the armed forces and our first responders out there along with their families for all those sacrifices that they, they do to, to service us. And for you first-time listeners, I'm Doug Ray, and I am the founding principal of Ray Financial Group and the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Let me ask a question here. <clears throat> if there was a missing fact or a piece of information that was costing you a significant amount of money now or could cause a problem in the future, when would you want to know about it? Well, now, right, obviously. And wouldn't you want to know about it prior to making any type of financial decision, especially one that puts your money at risk? That's what makes our firm different. We believe in identifying all the facts necessary to make sound financial decisions that are in your best interest before you make the decision. We're an independent financial firm acting as fiduciaries and working with pre-retirees and retirees in all areas of retirement and estate planning. The goal of this show is to educate and inform you, the listener, of up-to-date and relevant and important information. Well, JB and Bryce, uh, now that this grueling tax filing season has ended for most people, thinking about your 2018 taxes may be the furthest thing from your mind. Well, it is mine because I haven't even got my 17 <laughs> done yet. However, <clears throat> you may very well want to put that on the front burner, especially this year. Congress has approved the most sweeping overhaul of the U.S. tax code in 30 years cutting individual income and corporate tax rates, and removing several breaks and deductions. The plan became law in January of this year. And since the majority of Americans have just finished completing their 17 tax returns, this would be a really good time to discuss the new tax reforms and how they may affect you differently for the next year's tax return. Remember, 
the taxes you just filed for 2017 had the old 2017 rules. Going forward, we have a whole new set of rules to follow with new brackets and new guidelines. Planning now can help you sidestep some of the pitfalls from the new plan and maximizing your returns for next year. You know, originally, this new tax uh, plan was supposed to be a lot simpler. Uh, There was talk of reducing the brackets uh, from seven down to four, and there was even talk about being able to do the tax return yourself on a, on a postcard-sized piece of paper. Well, that didn't happen, did it? Nope. <laughs> it never does. Uh, that's D.C. for us. This new tax bill is still very complex, and we still have seven different tax brackets and still may have many forms to fill out to complete your tax return. So today, let's look at some of the main changes in the new tax bill that will affect the majority of folks out there, and I'm thinking specifically of the increase in the standard deduction and the removal of the personal exemption and the lowering of the tax brackets. So let's just start with the standard deduction. In the past, if you filled out an itemized deduction sheet, your itemized deductions were more than your standard deduction, then you got to deduct the higher amount. The main itemized deductions used by most people are taxes paid, interest on mortgages, charitable givings, some health expenses. So if that combined amount of those and a few more were above the standard deduction, and that would have been $12,700 for a married couple or $6,350 if you're single, then you could deduct the higher amount. The new standard deduction going forward has increased substantially. For single filers, it's now $12,000, and for a married couple, it's $24,000. So, going forward, most people will not be itemizing anymore as it will be very hard to get the deduction up to that level. The next change is in the personal exemptions. They just went away completely. Last year, you could claim a personal exemption of $4,050 per person for a typical married couple in retirement without any kids. You could write off $8,100. And in addition to the standard deduction or any itemizations. So with a new tax bill, that personal exemption no longer exists. But again, the standard deduction is higher. So most people are going to benefit. The final change that affects most filers is the lowering of the tax brackets. This year, all of the brackets have gone down a little bit. So this is going to affect your 2018 return. So let's recap. The standard deductions are being raised for this year, personal exemptions have gone away, and lower tax brackets will be the biggest factors and changes in determining how much tax you will owe on next year's tax returns. You know, and this is such an important thing for this year. We're going to be doing a public workshop on the 2018 taxes, so stay tuned. Haven't got a set date and time for that, but we'll be letting you know all about it. Well, Doug, let me jump in here. I have a question. What about capital gains? I mean, you didn't mention these, and they're being calculated a little differently now. Isn't that correct? It is. So let's bring Bryce into the conversation. Let Bryce handle the capital gains issue. Uh, You got it exactly right, JB. Capital gains tax rates themselves did not change, but how they'll be considered did. Up till now, the 0%, 15%, and 20% rates for long-term capital gains and qualified dividends applied to specific tax brackets. Uh, An easy example, you didn't owe the 15% capital gains rates until you hit the 25% income tax bracket on the old laws. 
Now, because the new rules change the income tax brackets and because lawmakers seem to have wanted to maintain those existing capital gains rates, those same long-term capital gains rates, 0%, 15%, and 20%, now apply to different income thresholds. Uh, Let's start off with the 0% long-term capital gains rates. This applies for those with incomes up to $38,600 for single filers and up to $77,200 for joint filers. That means if your income is below that level with the capital gain amount, you do not owe any capital gains tax on those capital gains, none. So next, the 15% capital gains rate. This now applies for single filers with income between $38,601 and $425,800 in joint filers with incomes between $77,201 and $479,000, obviously a vast majority of us all. So essentially, you must pay capital tax at 15% if your income is between the new 12% bracket and all the way up to, but not including, the highest tax bracket. And lastly, if you're in that highest tax bracket, you must pay a capital gains rate of 20%, which applies for single filers with income above 425800 and for joint filers with income above 479000 So some people will not have to pay any capital gains, while others will be in a situation where they will pay 15 to 20 percent. Rice, my gosh, that was an awful lot of numbers, and I know, folks, it's probably confusing to you. It's probably swimming around in your head. Again, that's why I think it's so important that we're going to have a public workshop uh, coming up in the next several weeks uh, regarding the the new tax code and how I feel like you you ought to take advantage of it because we've got – uh, an opportunity in front of us for the next several years uh, to get monies uh, that uh, you have in those IRAs and 401k accounts that uh, will be forever taxed and get them to never tax dollars. And you know, if you've listened to this show for some time now, you know I'm a huge proponent of moving monies over to a Roth IRA. It's very simple. If you just look at the mathematics of it, we owe so much money. This country is in so much debt. $21 trillion, and that doesn't even count the unfunded liabilities of Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. That puts it well over $150 trillion. If you don't think taxes are going to be higher in the future than they are now, well, I'm sorry. You're just living in a, you know, a wonderland, I guess. So the point is, let's pay tax on the seed and not the harvest. Pay as little tax as you possibly can. Roth conversions are the way to go. And if you want to learn more about it, if you want to take a look at your exact situation and let's determine the amount of money that we can convert each and every year and take advantage of this tax code, give us a call at 336-391-3409 and come on in. There's no cost to do this, folks. I'm opening up our workshop for you to come in and let's take care of your tax problem today. 336-391-3409. All righty, Doug. We want to remind everybody we're going to take a quick time out and we're going to come right back. But you are listening to the Wealth Guardians show, heard right here on 94.5 WPTI. We certainly appreciate you being with us. And remember, you can call Doug at 336-391-3409, 336-391-3409. Or you can go to the website, thewealthguardians.com, up on a quick break, but we're going to be right back and We will be sharing ways to take advantage of the new tax bill during the second half of the show. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on the Wealth Guardian Show on 94.5 WPTI. Every day's a new day in the 
Welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. If you're just joining us, we've been discussing some of the changes in the new tax bill and how this might be a great time to reassess your tax situation and to make sure that you can take advantage of it. So, Doug, the million-dollar question everybody wants to know the answer to is if they will save tax dollars based on this new tax plan. Well, sure. That's exactly what folks really care about. But, you know, full disclosure, we are talking about the tax code. I am not a CPA, but being the fact that I'm a chartered financial consultant and a retirement income certified planner, I do have a working knowledge of the tax code. You have to if you're going to do retirement uh, planning for folks. Um, But the good news is, yes, most people will save tax dollars. We've done many comparisons so far, and most of those people's taxes were going to be going down in the future. Even if taxable income goes up, there is a chance that your taxes are going to go down. Let me give you an example. Let's use a typical retired couple scenario. They're married. They file a joint return. They typically took the standard deduction in the past because they didn't have a lot of itemized deductions. The standard deduction for them last year was $12,700, and they could take two personal exemptions, totaling $8,100. So they were basically taking about $21,000 off of their modified adjusted gross income to come up with a taxable income. Now, the 2018 standard deduction is $24,000. So in many cases, they will be taking more money off their modified adjusted gross income. In addition, the tax rates are a little bit lower, so most people are going to see a savings. Even for those who may see a rise in taxable income because of their previous deductions and personal exemptions was more than the new standard deduction amount, they still may see a lower tax bill because of the lower tax brackets. So most people are going to save money. It may not be a ton of money, but they're going to save some money. So that's a good thing. Now, the flip side of the coin. Most people are not going to be able to itemize. So many retirees are at a point in their lives where they give money to churches, charities, other nonprofits. In the past, if you itemize, you could deduct the amount so you realize a tax benefit out of your giving. Now, going forward, very few people are going to be able to take advantage of that benefit because they're not going to be able to itemize anymore. And I don't like that part of the new tax bill because I think it may hurt churches and charities and, and things of that nature. But but there still may be a, a way to benefit from giving uh, your donations, and we'll get to that in, in, in just a bit. But finally, keep in mind that this is just temporary, as I said earlier in the show. If you go back and look at the history of tax rates in our country, they were a lot higher than they are today. This is one of the lowest tax periods ever. So potentially this is a prime opportunity for people to be able to take advantage of these low tax rates and make some strategic moves to become more tax efficient in the future. This tax bill is set to expire in 2025, and I truly believe, I'm going to reiterate this again, tax rates are going to be much higher in the future. Again, because the math, our debt is so high. So I think the writing's on the wall. The higher tax rates are coming in the future. So if you want to learn about some strategic moves that may benefit you 
and lower your tax bill in the future when tax rates meet maybe 30, 40, 50%, I would invite you to come in and sit down and talk with Bryce and I. Um, it's a free, there's no obligation uh, to this appointment. Uh, the number is 336-391-3409. Okay, Doug, the first suggestion is that people may need to update their withholding allowances to make sure you're not paying too much or too little. Well, you know, that's true. It's obvious, but true. Check your W-4s. That's the form that tells your employer how much to withhold in taxes. The reason? Again, the new tax law eliminates the personal exemption, so you fail to adjust your exemptions. It could result in your employer failing to withhold enough from your 2018 paycheck. That could put you in a position of owing taxes next year instead of getting that refund. Okay, the next thing you may want to do is plan for any major medical treatments done in 2018. Why is this a consideration, Doug? Well, because one of the advantages in the new tax bill is a tweak to the medical expense deduction. At one point, there was heated debate on tax reform, and it called for eliminating the medical deduction entirely. But the major tax reform package that Congress passed in December kept the deductions and put the threshold claiming medical expenses back to 7.5%, which is a lower threshold than the 10% it previously was. So taxpayers who spend more than 7.5% of their adjusted gross income uh, in either 2017 or 18 on medical expenses may deduct those costs if they can itemize. Okay, Doug, let's circle back to something we mentioned before the break. There are changes to how charitable giving is considered under the new tax law, and to benefit, you might have to be creative. Well, I think I'm going to let Bryce tackle that one. Thanks, Doug. And, JB, you're exactly right. One of the big negatives I have with this new bill is that the standard deduction has been raised so much that very few people are going to be able to itemize anymore. A big part of itemizing was that you could write off whatever you were going to give to churches and charitable organizations. So most people now going forward, even if they give away the same amount of money each year to their favorite churches or charities, they're not going to be able to get a tax benefit for it because the standard deduction went up so much. So to get any tax benefit out of the money you give away, you may have to do a few things in a different couple of ways. First one is something called a donor advisor fund. A donor advised fund is a type of charity fund you can set up and have control over. You can donate money to this fund up front and get a large tax deduction and then donate your money going forward from this fund. Now, this strategy mostly benefits people who can donate what are called highly appreciated assets. So let's say you have a highly appreciated stock or land or something like that that has capital gains in it and you've been hesitant to sell it because you didn't want to pay the capital gains tax. Then you might donate it to a donor-advised fund In turn, that fund can sell it with no capital gains tax, and then you'll receive a tax deduction for the amount of your gift that you can use right away. Then going forward, when you give money away to churches or charities, you just donate it out of your donor-advised fund. You still get to be in control of the money, and you determine how and when to pay that money out. So doing it this way, you won't be taking it out of your checking or savings anymore, which should increase your retirement income. And if you have questions on this strategy and how it might benefit your retirement planning, we'd be happy to explain it to you in further detail. So there's one way you can still get a benefit out of giving money away. 
Another way for those people age 70 and a half and older to potentially be able to get a favorable tax treatment for charitable donations is to use a vehicle called a QCD, or Qualified Charitable Donation. This is a tremendously valuable tool, Doug. In fact, it is probably one of the most valuable tools in the Internal Revenue Code right now. You actually can use this to satisfy your required minimum distributions and not have to claim that RMD as income going forward. So I'm hoping almost everyone out there knows that once you reach the age of 70 and a half, the IRS requires you to start taking money out of your pre-tax retirement plans and paying tax on it. Using a QCD can allow you to satisfy that requirement without actually paying tax on it. So in that sense, it's a tremendously valuable benefit. Now, obviously, it depends on your circumstances, and I need to mention here that I am not a tax preparer. However, as a financial advisor and Doug here being a retirement income certified professional, we have credentials to factor in all these issues to make sure your retirement planning is as efficient as possible. And again, if you have any questions about this or the prior one, please feel free to reach out to us at 336-391-3409, and we'd be happy to explain those two tremendous tools and how they might apply to your specific situation. Okay, Doug, I guess this is a great time to mention that people might want to reassess how they're using their home equity loans to reap the best benefits from the new tax law. Yeah, there's been a big change here, too, and this is very important since a lot of people do uh, access the equity in their homes for various things. Under prior tax law, homeowners could deduct the interest they paid on their HELOC, their home equity loan, no matter what they used it for. This has changed. The new tax bill now limits the deduction to acquisition indebtedness. <laughs> Big term. But what it means, the interest on the HELOCs that are used to buy, build, or renovate homes is still deductible. But homeowners who use their HELOCs to pay down other types of debt or buy a boat or a car or something like that, they can't write that interest off anymore. They're not going to be able to deduct it, so they may want to reassess how they're using home equity loans going forward to be able to deduct interest. So last but not least, when folks are re-evaluating their ability to take advantage of the new tax law, they need to revisit how they're saving for retirement. That's one a big one for all of us, right? Yeah, it's huge, JB. You're right about that. In the past, when most folks saved for retirement, they contributed to the standard 401k plan or 403b. Uh, and those have been staples in our industry forever. The idea that you get a tax deduction on your money going into it saves you taxes while you're saving money for retirement. And then you pay taxes on the money when you pull it out with the assumption that uh, taxes are going to be lower in retirement. But that thinking may be flawed, as I've mentioned before. Taxes are at historic lows now, so let's take advantage of these lower tax brackets and do some tax planning going forward. The 2018 Tax Reform Act gives us plenty of room to do that. Let's take as much advantage of Roth conversions as we possibly can. Uh, it's important to utilize these lower brackets and the wide bracket ranges we have today so that we can limit your taxes in the future. But, you know, of course, everybody should save money for their retirement. No one's going to argue with that. But how and you save for retirement and the resulting tax consequences need to be considered very carefully as long as you're planning for your own unique situations. Well, as we wrap up today's show, let me ask you a question. Do you know what questions to ask to assure that your financial decisions, including tax ramifications on your retirement savings, 
are based on fact and logic and not emotions or opinions. Please don't sit on the fence. Just because the market's been doing well, call us for a no-obligation review and let us help you determine if you're making sound financial decisions. Let's identify money that could be falling through the cracks and help assure your financial decisions are right for you. Call us at 336-391-3409 and then ask about our June workshop on taxes and retirement or just email us at doug at thewealthguardians.com. <music> 